Wednesday, Nightfall Presents the World's Funniest Podcast with DK and Ryan. Okay, now this for this time I really have nothing. I really I, I I've got this is how I was gonna open the show originally, but then yeah. I came up with the ditty. Uh <laughs> With the uh, DK, he uh, got a little. Uh, little it happens. Fun. Happens to the best of us. So, you saying your original plan was not what you had said before? Like your original plan was just to say, like, open up with nothing. I had nothing because I had nothing up until I think the last ten minutes before we hit record. <laughs> I had I, I wrote a little fucking like monster mash remix with our names and some stuff about or you know podcasting and laughing and <laughs> ha ha ha. I don't know where but, you. Happy Halloween, everybody! Happy Halloween! I, I, it, it happens very much so spur of the moment type situation where like I just, uh, I, like again we've always we've always had these like ridiculous cold opens where it's just like me doing something ridiculous or or, or whatever the case may be. What what did we do for the? Uh, oh no, I was gonna say what did we do for the one in person? But it was me doing the tribute tribute. Yeah, I had no idea what that was. Like, if you go back and listen to that podcast, I'm like, what is... And you get in Kyle, and you were both like, okay, at the same time. And I was like, what is happening? How are these guys both in on the same thing that I don't know what it is at all? Because I just didn't catch on at first, and I was it's, super uh, confused. And that's just how I live my life most days. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the hey. way to live life, I think. I definitely think that. Uh, ha- happy, happy Halloween, DK. It is episode happy 23. Happy All Hallows Eve. We we did one of these before. We did. We did we do did a Halloween one or did we, we do like because okay yeah, but I mean like I don't know if it came out on Halloween, but it was like a Halloween edition of World's Funniest Podcast where we talked about like ghosts and shit, and I don't think we got very far because I don't think either of us were like like studied up enough on the paranormal to be like let's talk. And you about know what? This. To be a hundred percent honest with you. I'm no more I didn't learn anything from that. Like I'm no more educated on the fact. No. no <laughs> I did not seek out knowledge not. on the paranormal. Every once in a while I'll just like watch random clips like on reels or like on YouTube or whatever of paranormal shit and it's like, man, that's fucking creepy. And then I was like, I don't I don't watch that anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like there probably are um, aliens. Do you I like so like Halloween is like a big deal or was a big deal for me when I was living in Winnipeg is like the, the group of friends that I would hang out with. Halloween was like fucking Christmas, right? Like we'd all get together every year and uh, the kids would go out trick or treating. And once the kids were in bed, the adults would go out trick or treating. And there'd be like a different shot at every house you went to in the housing complex. And then you just wind up at some, in somebody's basement, like shooting the shit with somebody so dressed as like, or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, whatever, whatever, and, and you you don't remember anything about the night, but like I, dude, Crystal Skull vodka. Count Chocula would be a, a sick costume, experience. though. Actually, it would be, it would be. You'd take a fucking a fuck ton of work. I'll tell you that much. But uh, definitely, I mean, unless you just strap a fucking box of Count Chocula to your chest and dress like a vampire. One of those costumes. One I'll just see, I'm just seeing if there's one on but, Amazon. Uh, <laughs> You've got your Halloween costume picked. Perfect. What's the verdict? <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
okay, so no, I was uh, I was like like uh, Crystal Skull vodka. Like the first time you I ever just tried really that was on Halloween. Characters. And this I, is not what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, keep going. Chocolate syrup. Um, that's a sick costume. We get. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we all drank it, and like I'm not what you would call a seasoned drinker. Jesus Christ! Hi, oh! Elmo, and I would like. Oh. I would like some candy. My kid loves that shit. I I have this one Elmo book for him, and the reason he picks it is because I switch my voice like that. Um, it hurts though. It hurts every time. It's like Wolverine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is off the rails already. Um, oh, 100%. So we drank this Crystal Skull vodka, and I just got smashed. Like, I remember getting – we were all in my buddy's room, and I, I sat up off. We were just kind of sitting, all sitting on his bed, smoking weed and drinking and whatnot. And I got up off the bed to go piss, and I just, I just fell into the dresser. And he's just like, oh, you right? I'm like, yeah, I think I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. And then I went out to the hallway and then I woke up on the f- face down in the hallway about like 40 seconds later as my buddy was coming out of the bathroom. Um, and he was just like, oh, my God, are you OK? And I'm like, "Nah, yeah, I'm fine. I just, just got to go to the bathroom. And I, I guess I got sick. I guess that was the, the end of the night for me. Apparently on the ride home, I was like in the back seat and I could tell that I was puking. And this will be disgusting for, for, for listeners, but whatever. Um, I was puking and swallowing it to try and avoid puking Ugh. in my friend's car. Man, I just told you my stomach was bothering me. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that is so gross. <laughs> Finally, they turn around and they're like, are you doing that? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, just tell us. We'll stop the car, man. Just we'll stop the car. We're not assholes. It was a terrible, terrible night. And then the next morning, my my uh, my friend's mom. Uh, I was dressed as Marilyn Manson that year, and I had some thick, <laughs> thick lipstick on. That checks out. Uh, and she comes into the room and goes, "Who made out with the toilet last night?" Because apparently it was just lipstick everywhere. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's so fucked up. That's why I don't drink Crystal Skull vodka. Fucking Dan Aykroyd, man. Yeah, he'll he's fuck only, you the fuck he's up. He's on a mission from God, I tell you. <laughs> and it's to make every night that I drink his alcohol terrible. I yes. told the story of the, the, the social where I got so obliterated that I just don't remember. Like, that story is, does not do justice without having my two friends here to tell that story. Because, like, that that elevates it threefold. But, uh, DK, how have you been? How have you been? How, how, how has life been treating the, the, the big DK? Oh, not so bad. Eh, not so bad. It's kind of just like a old box of chocolates, you know. Some days are different than others. Some days you never know what you're gonna get, you know. Who does? Who goes into a box of chocolates and doesn't read that shit? Like you I know fucking, how they... Actually, I don't. I I just eat all of them. Oh, okay. and, and then be like, God oh, damn, I guessed wrong, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like third. 30,000 calories later. Ah, I, I knew about that pecan one, though, you know? Like, yeah. I had that shit memorized from last Christmas. Oh, it's that pink <laughs> It's that pink fluff that's in one of them, Duh. the cherry one. It's just... Why would you make that? Yeah. Like, who eats that? What the, kind of sick, yeah. evil person eats that shit? You know, 
every single box, every single box of uh, pot of gold, because that's essentially that's that's what we're talking about right now. Sponsor us, the non-sponsors, but you could. Um, every sure. single box of pot of gold. There's all they, they hit they hit on like a like a like a seventy thirty kind of ratio. You know, seventy percent right. of them are really good, but there's just like four or five that are like. I don't really care for that one. Yeah, and it's usually the coffee one. I don't. Really, I, I like coffee, but I don't like the coffee chocolate. There's something about it where I'm like, meh. Uh, like you said, the 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 or like I said, the pink fluff cherry one, or the one with the cherry in the middle. Like I'm just like, because it's always fucking dark chocolate, which I've got a disdain for dark chocolate like no other. Like why? Let's take something delicious. Man, is so Lindor even chocolate or is that crystal meth? Oh, it's probably crystal meth at this point. Yeah. I saw this um, documentary about how sugar is a more addictive drug than heroin. And I'm just like... <laughs> I'm literally eating a box of Smarties right now. <laughs> point proven. Point, point proven. Uh, you're, not, you're not tying up your goddamn arm with a belt, are you? No, I think heroin's one of those drugs that I'll never understand because, like, I don't like going to the doctor to get a needle. Like, this whole pandemic, we're like, oh, you got to go get a shot. I'm just like, nah, I don't like that. I, I, like, don't get me wrong. I did it, and it was fine. It was e- the easiest needles I've ever had to get in my life. But I will say, I've always hated getting needles. I would never administer one to myself. Like, I am not a fucking doctor. I don't have that kind of technical knowledge, man. Oh, just slap your fucking, uh, in between, what is it, the elbow, you know, spot there. Just slap it until the veins show up. I don't, still don't know what I'm doing. What if there's there's like an air bubble in there and it goes to my heart my heart explodes and I have a heart attack and I just kill myself. Exactly. I don't try to kill myself, man. I'm just trying to, like, not right away like I'm doing heroin. If if you're doing heroin, I mean, you're going to kill yourself, like, eventually. Eventually. Really really slow process. Um... But no, like, yeah, I, I just, I'll never understand that. And like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to understand a lot of drugs. I like meth. Like, I've never had, I've never heard of somebody like doing meth and having a great time. There's never been a story where they're Man, like, yeah, meth, I did meth. Meth's the kind of drug that makes you like want to fight a bus. You know? And no one wins that fight. It's a Not a downtown, single person wins downtown that Downtown Winnipeg, man. Um, I never, downtown Napanee. Like, Napanee used to be at one point the meth capital of the world. What? Or sorry, the the sorry, the meth capital of Canada. Okay. I'm like, that's really intense, man. How come I don't know that fact? How come more people aren't talking about this? It's just capital it's a of bunch of world. it's a bunch of Trevors from GTA Five. That's all it is. Yeah. Men, women, children—they all look like them. Um. With all that being said, uh, See, it so, is. So you like it? Yeah, it's all right. It's, I'm, I'm trying to move. I'm trying to move to Kingston aggressively. At this point, I'm I'm in desperation mode. I'm trying to go before the snow hits the ground, and it's just like, I have the job lined up. It's all. It's all. It seems like it's all gravy. You know, uh, it's just the getting the apartment, and I have to pause this for a second because the dog is barking. I will be right back. You also got to talk about the dog too. Yeah, we we are going to talk about the dog. All right, sorry about that. That's uh, puppy problems. Don't even trip, man. What was I talking about? 
I don't know, man. You know that song, the Smarty song? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Remind me. When you eat your Smarties, do you eat the red ones last? Do you suck them very slowly? Do you crunch them when they ask? Eat that candy-coated chocolate, but tell me when I ask. When you eat your Smarties, do you eat the red ones last? Hey. I feel like I feel like I, I knew the whole re- eat the red ones last part, but the rest of it I've never heard before. So yeah, that's, that's the full. Everybody knows that when you eat your Smarties, you eat the red ones last, but that's the full on song, like the, okay. the OG song. Okay, all right, I, I like it. I like it. Um, are you a are so here? Here's a good question for you. Are you a Smarties over over M and M's guy or an M and M's over Smarties? What, what, what's your preference? See, Smarties are good, but there's only like one kind of Smarties. Yeah. Right? There's like seven kinds of M&M's, or like two at least, you know? Because there's a plain-ass M&M. Yep. Which aren't bad. And then there's the almond M&M, peanut M&M. Peanut butter M&M. Peanut butter M&M. Man, yeah, exactly. So you're giving M&M's the edge. You're not even – the thing is you're not doing apples apples, man. I, I, that's true. That's true. You're Do not you like all five of these candies that are di- all different but made by the same company better than this one brand? So Smarties have their like, purpose. Yeah, I mean, like, they, yeah, because you got the song, right? right? What, what What was some of your <laughs> uh, growing up? What was some of your um, some of your favorite Halloween candy? And subsequently, like, or sorry, uh, and, and uh, versely, what what uh, what was some candy that you always fucking hated, dude? You put an apple in my bag, you suck. Oh, any any yeah, anything like that. Like number one, right? I would never eat an apple. Fucking from a stranger. throw a banana in there. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Get all mashed up amongst all the fucking jawbreakers. <laughs> <laughs> It's half bruised anyway. It was ready for uh, uh, fucking banana bread or whatever. And then, like, it, it's just it's just like a big crab apple too. It's not even like a good apple. Yeah, like, and all, like that's the other thing is like, listen, I I'm not one of those people who thinks that there's like millions of people fucking poisoning Halloween candy. Uh, like, don't get me wrong, I'm sure it happens. Yeah. But I've seen fucking Snow White. I'm not eating an apple from a stranger. Fuck that. No good times ahead, man. I don't want to have to get kissed by some prince in the forest to to wake up after that. That doesn't sound like a good time. No. Um, but yeah, what, what, some 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 favorite Halloween. Also, candies. like if you make your own candy, like popcorn shit, and put it in bags <laughs> and give it to kids. Yes, yes. Like I want to say, I don't want to say rapey. But that's weird, man. <laughs> you know? I think, like, I think rapey is apt. Like that that's 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 with it, like for that. You know, like it's just always like these sweet ass old or these I don't know, I don't want to say sweet ass old ladies because I don't even know. But you, you, there was you, some uh, the best candies ever. Like I mean, everybody loves a good chocolate bar, right? Yeah. Chocolate bar slaps. Um, if you get anything above the mini size, yes, like that's just a win, no matter what. 
Yeah, those those houses that would give out the full size chocolate bars are ridiculous. Dude, yeah, like fuck, how many jobs do you have? <laughs> you know, it's like six dollars worth of candy per kid now. It's true. You know, it's fucking in this economy. What's amazing too is there's so many candies that like you could get at Halloween, but the rest of the fucking year you could not. Remember Fizz? Also, like when. Other than Halloween, do you eat rockets? That's what I mean. That that's one of you them. Know? Rockets, rockets. That those fizz candies that you would like. I'm sure on. they. Oh yeah, those ones. They were and great. Then, and then and then you always have that one batch that just like laid out in the sun and kind of got melted and all weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, yeah, it's the only time of year that like if anyone ever gave me a rocket in like July, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. It's not time for that. Yeah, it's, it's too hot. hot. It's yeah. way too hot for a rocket right now. <laughs> I'm just going to eat a whole pack of Tums? Like, what right? do you want from me? Um, what what, what, so, what else? So powdery, I'm dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you just, like, chew them. Like, that's, our, like, that's maniacal. In the heat? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Halloween! Halloween always slaps. I'm, I'm excited this year. I get to take my kid out for the first time, and like, he has no idea what he wants to be for Halloween. So it made me choosing a costume extra hard, extra hard. Like he's all into the kids' like dog shows. So Paw Patrol, Blues Clues, fucking Clifford the Big Red Hulk. Um, like, it's just like he he loves all that kind of stuff. So like. One day I ask him, he's like, oh, I want to be one of the characters from Blues or from uh, from Paw Patrol. I'm like, all right, well, I'll be the kid from Paw Patrol. We'll have matching costumes. It'll be adorable. And the next time I see him, he's like, oh, Blues Clues. And I'm like, okay, I'll be Steve. And uh, my, my ex pipes up and she goes like, it's Josh now. And I'm like, yeah, but I think I got an easier time being Steve than I do a uh, 25-year-old Asian guy. Like, I feel like that's not a good costume for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't pull that one off. Um, I, I decided on uh, Ted Lasso because uh, I've been watching that lately, and that show is it's fucking great. Uh, anyone who doesn't have an Apple TV subscription, it's a son of a bitch to find, let me tell you from experience. But uh, it's fucking great. Anyway, uh, it's the same colors as the Paw Patrol character, so if come the day he wants to be the Paw Patrol character, I'll be, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. He told me this week, he's like, I said, what's your dad be? He goes, a pumpkin. And I'm like, well, I guess he sees what shape I'm in. Like, <laughs> put on an orange shirt, eh? And let her buck. Yeah. <laughs> why not? That's why probably not? the easiest, man. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> no, I. Uh, no, it'll be. I like I said, I've always enjoyed Halloween. Um, this one's gonna be, I feel like, especially exciting. Um, what about you, DK? Like, uh, you, what, what were your, what were your, some of your best and worst costumes that you can remember? I got some worst, so. Um, I've had some pretty, some pretty interesting costumes in the past. I haven't dressed up for Halloween in like, probably like, like a thousand years, like, for a long time now. But like, in my early twenties, <laughs> I'd, I'd go to like some Halloween parties, right? Mm -hmm. I remember when I was a kid, I had this like really sick like, uh, Jedi, Jedi costume with like the cloak and like. The belt and like the Star Wars and like all uh, like the uh, 
a lightsaber and all that kind of stuff, and it was kind of yeah. cool. Like back before, like uh, that was before Star Wars was cool, and it had like this this foam. Because when I was going to school, it wasn't like everybody's like, oh, Disney bought Star Wars, now everybody loves it. Right? Because it was yeah. like, who's this George Lucas guy? Why does he look like a librarian? For <laughs> 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 something, right? Um, I had... I had uh, <laughs> this one costume where I had a wolfman mask on but it was like it was like an old wolf mask. like i think my dad wore it like when he was a kid that kind of right. thing right so it was like this rubber wolfman costume and then i had put on like a pair of overalls and then the overalls had like a rip in it and i had like this random patch of like fur that i just like stuck under the overalls and like pulled the fur out so it looked like because i was wearing you couldn't see anywhere else in my skin so look there was just fur sticking out and then i was wearing this mask so right looked obviously exactly like the wolfman <laughs> but uh I just remember, man, like the inside of that mask, it like smelled like a sweat factory, like on top of a sulfur bed, you know, like it was just like the inside of it was just like, man, there's been some tricks and some treats done in this thing. (laughs) (laughs) This thing's seen some, seen some shit, you know, Mm. back when every day was like stranger things, you know, when my dad was kids. Like that era. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um Oh and one time I was gonna I was gonna go as a with one of my buddies I was gonna go as a uh, a joint costume as uh Hall of Notes. <laughs> but uh, he like he backed out last minute so I just went as John Oates. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Like best ones is, is hard because like a lot of mine were thrown together. Was like a Halloween con- costume, like fucking looking like John Oates, man. Hey, man, that's a that's a very you costume. But like when you said Jedi too, I'm like I could picture you in Jedi cloaks. Like I definitely could. Yeah. Like it, that checks out for sure. Oh, um, John Oates look, looks old now, man. Well, I mean, like, they were popular in what the seventies, eighties? Oh, a thousand years ago. Yeah, man, you're you're all about the thousands today. All about the thousands. <laughs> uh, best costumes for me. Uh, like, I'll say this: my mom was an excellent costume designer. Like that that lady. So your who, mom like legit made all your costumes? Most for you? of them, yeah. There were a few years we got, we bought them, and as I got older, obviously we bought them and whatever. But there were like, there was a year. My mom, I, I wanted to be Hulk Hogan one year. Um, I look back on that and I'm like, oof, I regret that one. Same with Don Cherry, like I regret that one too. Uh, but I, but my mom made costumes for me both years, and the the Hulk Hogan one is fantastic. Um, the Don Cherry one was great too. It just that that's a that's a lesser of a costume I find. Uh, what what else was good? Uh, she made Man, me Austin Powers. It'd be easy to do though. You would just have to find any old Chesterfield mm-hmm. and make a suit out of it. Exactly. Right? That's what every time I every time I watched I watched uh watched him on TV on Hockey Night in Canada. It was just like, man, that suit looks like it's made out of a Chesterfield. But I think he has like a full time guy that just like 
picks out fabric and makes them suits. I I wouldn't doubt it. Like, and then I think he I think he probably auctioned them off for like charity or something like that. But still, like just um, ludicrous. <laughs> I, it's you gotta find a you gotta find a Chesterfield too. You can't find a, any couch. No, couches don't work. Yeah, you gotta go couches back. Couches you find in ditches. Exactly. Chesterfields you find in grandma's basement. Exactly. Exactly. Right? There was a, there was a period of time <laughs> where a couch was known as a Chesterfield. If it was if it was pre Chesterfield era, it won't work. It won't work. I wonder if that's a Canada thing too. You know. I wonder. I wonder. Chesterfield is a couch. It's such a, it's such a ludicrous word for the device. Like couch fits it perfectly, you know what I mean? You know what though? Like back in the day, like pre-couch era, right? Like back when there was like just people just like sitting on logs and stuff, right? Like there must have been a guy named Chester that just had like a sick field to lay in that was super comfortable. <laughs> And then they started like making shit out of sod, and then they just like made like a couch out of sod from Chester's field, and then now that's how that's how Chesterfields were invented. Guy inadvertently invented the couch. <laughs> this is this is off the rails already. I Man, I don't even know what I'm talking about, but, but it's a good idea. Um. My mom did Austin Powers for me one year. That was fantastic, dude. It was great. Dude. I was like nine, and every time, they, every time we went to a door, they're like, "Say yeah, baby, yeah." And I was just one of those kids who was like, "I, I was born to perform," so yeah. I go, "Yeah, baby, yeah." Every That's, door. Oh. Um, Probably my favorite ever scene in Austin Powers was is him trying to turn around that little car in that hallway. <laughs> Mine is uh, in the second movie when him and uh, the the female love interest I don't remember her name were uh, were in the tent, and she's like pulling stuff out of a bag, but it looks like she's pulling stuff out of his ass. Yeah, that one's good. Um, great, great films, the Austin Powers movies. Um, and then and then there was one year I was dating a girl who had. How do I say this delicately? A slutty Alice in Wonderland costume. So I was like, why don't you make me the Mad Hatter? And my mom had six hours. And let me tell you, man, if you go on my Facebook and you look it up, one of the best costumes I think we've put together, I was wearing one of her, like, you know how women wear, like, afghans as sweaters? Yes. It was back in the day when Af or when blankets were known as afghans. Yes. Now, now that's just people from the Middle East. Yeah, now we don't talk about <laughs> that country. I wore one of those sweaters. I had this big top hat. You like, wore an entire country as a sweater. I did. Yeah, I did. Those are some of the good ones. Uh, my, I there was one year I had no idea, and uh, I, I was like, I'm just gonna be a drunk fairy. <laughs> And I did my own makeup, bought a tutu and a tiara and whatever, and uh, that's easily probably one of my worst. I just look like a mess. That's that. That was the best description of that. Costume. You intended to. If you're getting dressed up like that on Halloween, though, you know you're gonna look like a mess at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. It was the Crystal Skull vodka all over again. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, getting off that, uh, I uh, I got a puppy. Yes, as as we mentioned earlier on the show, um, 
I got a paralyzed puppy because I couldn't get a normal puppy. No, no, that wouldn't be something I would do. Um, and I love, like, I had the, t- the contrasting um, thoughts from individuals. You were one of them. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I appreciate the fact that you, you were thinking of me in that scenario and like, ooh, how are you going to how are you going to handle that? Man, it's been like the best three months of my life is this with this puppy. Like I'm up every day at 630 in the morning. We're going outside. We're having a good time. Now, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Like there are, he's a puppy. So like there's occasionally he shits in the house. Occasionally stuff like that happens. The other night I have a tradition now where on Sundays I clean him. So I gave him a bath. And I clean his crate. No matter whether he's done anything in his crate or not, clean it out. Make sure it's nice and crisp and clean. It's just something to keep me going, right? It was part of the reason I got the dog. Number one was my son loves dogs. And I was just like, this just makes sense. Number two, I was just like, I've been living alone for a while and I'm good by myself. But it would not be nice to have like a little companion here, right? And this dog is the most loyal dog in the world. Like I tell you, like, uh, I don't know if like he, what he lacks in legs he makes up for in love but uh it's great but anyway <laughs> um this isn't this isn't funny at all this is this is how um how many times have you felt lonely though since you got him not 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 at all because there's always he's always here yeah like it, it's nice there's, there's that like i don't know there's always a presence around even e- there's days where i come home from work and we go outside and we go for a walk and we come back and it's just like I'm exhausted, so I don't want to. I'm not going to be rolling around on the floor with him. But he just comes and he lays at my feet. And we're all good, you know. He was like, does we he have, have little wheels or something? Yeah, he's got a wheelchair. He hates it. Uh, that has been the biggest struggle with the dog is getting him in the wheelchair. He just screams and yelps and pisses all over me. But I, we, we, he has to get used to it. So like that, it's just a, it's you know, it's the worst part of every day for him. But at the same time, he's moving around on it good now. Like he, he's there are periods of time where like he doesn't quite know understand how to go forwards. He just backs up a lot. Uh, probably he, he's, uh, is there is there a possibility that his his legs might start working again? Um, the there is one of the back legs looks like it's like he's able to hop on it now. Now that he's gotten bigger, yeah. um, like the other day I took him out of the crate and he basically like hopped all the it was like a little like jackrabbit hopping all the way to his like dish, and oh, I was nice. just like that's like on three awesome. legs. Yeah, he's, so three legs are better than two. Um, yeah, however, the other two, how, however, the, sorry, the other two. He's a five. The, the other five legs. <laughs> this is probably why they don't work. There's too many of them. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, the other, the other leg, sometimes. The other leg is just for show. It's uh, it's there's nothing there. It's 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 dead. It's uh, it's just a. I got one of those legs. <laughs> been such a it's been such a nice experience having this dog like he's just like the happiest look i mean don't get me wrong like i said like every once in a while so the other night so like i was saying like i clean his crate and i clean him on sundays and i go to work he goes in the crate you just uh, like I've, fresh wash him no we just they just i it, the crate has like a removable bottom so you can just you know i just give it a, a lysol and a wipe and whatever and him i just i have shampoo for him so we he just takes a bath. Uh, anyway, so I I go to work. Does he and I bath him, himself or? Yeah. Oh yeah. He 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 gets. I just I turn the shower on and I let him be. He comes out smelling like Old Spice. 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, well, I, <laughs> so the other day I put him in his crate to go to work, and uh, then I come home and I'm just like, well, it was a long, it was like an eight and a half hour day, so I'm like, oh, it's a long day. Take him outside, give him some food. It's like fucking full days of work right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I get inside, and I and immediately I smell shit. And I'm like, usually, in the, in the few times that he does shit in his crate now, I can't smell it from the front door. So, like, there, I knew that there was something mischievous had gone on. And uh, then I turn on the light, and there I find the shit just sitting in the corner. And I'm just like, okay, well, that's odd. And then I look, and I see him out of his crate. And, uh... Uh, eating the garbage that I had uh, not taken out before I left because I'm like, I'll take that out when I take him out later tonight. Sweet, sweet. Uh, and then he he pops his head out and almost to go like, oh, fucking dad, shit. And into the crate he goes. Um, I, I neglected to uh, lock both doors on the crate. Uh, I locked the one. And uh, he's a very smart dog, so he just not, he, you know, he pushed his way past the one that was unlocked. And, uh, well, needless to say, he... Uh, Fucked up some shit. It was about an hour and a half, two hours of cleaning. That's for sure. It was. Uh, it was not a good day. It was not a good. But again, okay. if for three months, for me to have maybe two of those days, like, it's pretty good. Every like, <laughs> I had had. I've had dogs before, but I've never had like a puppy, puppy, puppy. Like he, I brought him home. He was tiny. So, and now he's getting bigger. So, the. Uh, but no, like again, like my kid loves them too. Like the I, I posted a video of the first day they met on Facebook, and like it is just the sweetest little interaction in the world. And he, now my kid's like he's like half afraid of him because he's a puppy, so he's hyper and 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 he likes to run around and stuff like that. And my kid's like, oh, oh, oh fuck, he he moves quick for a fucking dog with two legs. Holy shit! Cutest thing in the world though. My kid, the first day he meets him, I don't know if his mom like prepared him for the fact that he didn't have back legs that worked fully. Or whatever, but he's like the the dog is walking down the hallway, and my kid's like, "Oh, you walk so good, you walk so good," and I'm like, "You are the sweetest child in the world." <laughs> you know he doesn't walk good. He's only got two legs. Oh man. my god, dude! The the first night I brought him home, I I fucking <laughs> I turned off all the lights, and here he comes scooting down the hallway towards me in the dark, and I'm like, "Jesus fuck, what the fuck is that thing?" <laughs> Like his silhouette oh. is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, half a God. zombie crawling at you, like yeah. it's. Uh, but no, it, it's been a good experience so far. Uh, and I, like I said, like half a zombie. He's well. He's, like, listen, I, 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 my son wanted a dog, and I settled on half a dog. So he got. You he, go. he, he, that's what he got. Compromise. Yeah, exactly. Go, he got half a puppy. Half he only eats half as much too, right? No, yeah, it's like a fucking horse. Um, yeah. But uh, no, again, it's been good. It's and I, it, it's been exactly the experience I've wanted for myself. Like part of the reason I got yeah. the dog, obviously, is for my, for my kid. The other reason is like get me in a routine, get me up every day. And goddamn, I've been up every day. Like Winnipeg was the the vacation I had, and thankfully I had somebody to watch him then. But otherwise, like I'm up, I'm moving. Like the the one time I slept in, I paid for it. Like, you know what I mean? And it taught me, you know, like you're, you're now like, you, you have to do this. There's no, how did you pay for it? He pissed in his crate or something. Uh, he exploded in his crate. Like he, he needed to go. 
So, like, right. I slept in, like, an hour later than normal, and he had already been on that schedule for, like, at this point, like, three, four weeks. Yeah. And then it was, like, the day that I hit snooze once. I woke up, and he's, like, I took the fucking the blanket off the crate, and he's like, help me! Help me! And he's rolling around in his fucking shit, and I'm like, no! Jesus Christ! Like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was, it, otherwise, it's been it's been really good. Like, he, his bark, like, it, the, the, the first time he barked, like, this fucking dog didn't make a noise for, like, two weeks, two and a half weeks. And then one day, I have a friend over, and he's, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's never done that before. And it, it's perfect because he barks when he needs to go outside. He barks when he wants attention. And then when he doesn't, like, he, like when this dog is, like, done with you petting him, he just, like, lays at your feet. That's it. That's awesome. That's pretty smart, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. German Shepherd, man. They're, they're amazing dogs. Like, very, very smart. Don't get me wrong. Like, when we go for his walks with his wheelchair, he walks. Like, there's, it's a walk and a half. I get back, and I'm like, whew, I lost seven pounds on that one. Like, but, but again, like it's beneficial for me too, right? I was gonna say, yeah, that's good for you too, man. Like, it forces you to go for a walk every day, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's been a, it's been a really positive experience. Well, even even just getting outside every day to do that too is really really good for you. Mm-hmm. Now. Oh fuck! Oh. I got some exciting news. What's that? So I told you, like, I got a treadmill. Right. AKA the treadmill. Yeah, you and you you, show, you sent me a video the other day while you were video, on it. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, this oh, is this a treadmill? It's more like a treadmill or something stupid like that. Uh, but yesterday, I ran one mile consecutively for the first time since like 2015. <laughs> since my knee surgeries. <laughs> so what you're saying is they were a success. Yeah. Yeah, you were properly. I was ready. I was able to run a mile on a treadmill. I think that's pretty impressive. We can rebuild him. We have the technology. We have the technology. No knee pain. No issues. What about like no. the next day? What do you mean? Because I always find that like when I work out. No, I feel fine. Oh, good, good. That's awesome. Honest, That's... Honestly, my legs aren't even that sore. I thought they'd be more sore. Like I'm going to do it again tomorrow. That's awesome. I See, it's funny. When you sent me that text that said you ran a consecutive mile for the first time since 2015, all I was picturing was you and your, like, fucking fall gear going for a run in Winnipeg. Like, outside in Winnipeg. Oh, yeah. I forgot you got the treadmill. Rising up. Back <laughs> on the streets. Chasing chickens and shit like that. <laughs> Slipping on the stairs up the legislature. All four of them. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, no, that's what I pictured. That's what I pictured. But it's, it's that's awesome, man. It's good to see that the uh, the knee is uh, performing well, and uh, that you're able to uh, do that. Like you've been like on a, a health kick for quite some time. You've been doing fucking fantastic work since I did this, man. I have to, you know. Mm-hmm. Only thing is, I got to just. Uh, but with the new ones, like you only have to change the oil every ten thousand miles, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the last time we, we saw each other, uh, I was, I was in your basement. Yes. And, and, and you, you've both, si- yeah, you've we're both in different rooms now. It's true. It's true. Uh, you moved your office. I did. Well, I mean, I guess you moved or did, yeah, I guess you moved your office. Yeah. Yeah. I am now upstairs in my spare room and I got this, a sweet electric desk desk that goes up and down. 
Pneumatically. You could be Pat McAfee. You could just be standing and, and doing this podcast the entire time. I could. Yeah. I did earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it now, but then I'm like, man, that means I'd have to like fucking stand up. There's something about bending in two places, you know, the hips and the knees. That's just a good play. I like to say that sometimes when I'm like, I'm going to go sit down. I'm like, ah, well, I better go bend in a couple places, you know? Yeah, man. It's it. There's nothing like, especially like, you know, you, you after a long day online, the first time you sit down, like my routine is like I sit down, uh, I'll have my after work drink, right? Sit down at the bar, take a sip, immediately stand up and go for a smoke because I know that I'm just going to want to have that after work smoke. But as soon as I'm down, it's hard to get me back up again. It's like when I lay in my bed. Like if I lay in my bed after like nine o'clock at night, try and get me up. Try. It's not going to happen. Yeah, man, I... uh for me, I'm, I just, like, stay up. I'm way too good at staying up late. And when it, like, not too late late, but, like, till, like, 11. And the thing is, for me, though, which isn't which isn't that late, really, but I'm trying to get into the habit of waking up at 5.30. Because mm-hmm. I want to be able to get up in the morning so that I can do something on the treadmill quick or go for a row or, like, just, like, do something to get my blood moving in the morning. Right. And have a shower and then just, like, have more time. Like, have, like, a couple hours to myself before I start the day. And I feel like my approach to work, to my day, is going to be so much more level-headed and clear. Because sometimes you just, like, roll out of bed and you come and you're like, okay. Especially when I'm working from home, right? Like, if I roll out of bed and I get up and I have a shower and I have a coffee and I come and sit at the desk, it's just like, ugh. You're not really, like, ready to rock just yet. No, no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, there are the days that I, the like, before I got this dog, the days that I would roll out of bed and, and just hit the road and go to work right away were the worst days. Yeah. You, you, you need to, you know. Depends on, depends on what you're doing, though. Like, but, yeah, like, to go to sleep at, like, 11 and then try to get up at 5.30 is pretty difficult sometimes. Mm-hmm. No, and and you and you and uh, as we discovered on the last episode, you and Kyle wake up to music. Do you not? Yes. No, I need that. Fucking... And I need. I, and I need to change them now, actually, because what happens is I get so used to the song that I'll just experience like that song will be in the dream. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Like like I was listening to uh, Ophelia by the band. Oh, Ophelia. And, like, I can't remember what the dream was, but, like, that was, like, happening in the dream. I was, like, it was, like, music, like, I don't know, in a grocery store or God knows what, you know. So now that I'm, I don't, I don't even hear that alarm anymore. So that particular alarm, I sleep right through and it just becomes, like, a part of my dream. Right. At some point it's, in your dream, the, the, the dream breaks into a musical. Yes, exactly. It doesn't matter what's going. It could be and a fucking it's nightmare. usually around 530 in the morning. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I had uh, the last couple of, I guess the last week. So, like, I every once in a while suffer from sleep paralysis. Are you familiar with this? uh, Dude, that sounds terrifying. Okay, so it is. It is. It's not not a good time at all. Yeah, like, Um, no, that sucks assholes, man. Like, it's fucking rude for you. Uh, I don't know what causes it. Uh, doctors, I don't think know what causes it. Like I have never actually looked. I watched a just documentary like, on it once. Just ghosts, eh? Well, that's what's. Oh, oh, 
Oh, god damn. Pulling out the Buka. Is that is that the same bottle? Yeah, I haven't touched it, actually. <laughs> and that was well, a little shit. I mean, like, as we learned on the last episode, uh, it, it, it can be harsh if you slam it all at once. If you're Kyle and you just drink it all immediately. No, Sambuca's like a sipping liquor. I got uh, I got the old uh, the old Jaeger out. Jaeger Mister. I got the we're we're coming up on on episode or the third year anniversary of Jaeger's Eve. Your province oh. better hope that they've got Jaegermeister by that point. Do we not? We didn't when uh, when I came out there. Apparently, there was some sort of shortage in the entire province. That's why I ended up bringing that Sambuca. Maybe uh, oh. our podcast is so huge that everybody's getting prepared for it and selling out. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. We're going to be sponsored soon by by uh, Jaegermeister. Speaking of and... my... Uh... If we are sponsored by Jagermeister, that 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 changes the game completely. What if we if we get sponsored by Jagermeister and uh, Sambuca? That's gonna be really dirty. Like that's you know, we, it, the shows will just become chaos at that point because we'll have to drink the entire episode of every show we do. Me and Kyle will be slamming fucking Jagermeister while we're trying to talk about wrestling. It won't be won't be good. Hey, hit him with a clothesline, and that's how that. Nope. Can't do it. all, folks. Um, speaking of my time in Winnipeg, though, I uh, I didn't share this story uh, when uh, when when on the last episode. I meant to. Uh, so I, I, I obviously I talked about on the last episode how nervous I was getting onto the first flight on the way there. Um. So three days before, I get this email. <laughs> from my airline uh, that basically they're just like listen if you're trying to enjoy this experience like you see in the movies it's not going to happen it's not going to happen for you so you hate that airplane food like we do don't worry about it we don't got nothing bring a snack motherfucker you hate that airplane wifi too Mm-mm, we don't got that no no in fact we don't we don't have any plugins for your phone so basically just make sure your phone's charged fucking download a couple episodes of the Joe Rogan experience and get ready for a two hour flight um, I fucking had this thought that I was just like oh god like this plane's it's going down it's going down for sure like if a band like a whole band gets on this plane that's it play free bird at my funeral let's go cause that's all I have so that's all I request uh, what was, if, that, if that's the case you got <laughs> Kyle's like hey uh, DK uh any chance you want to watch wrestling every week? And uh... <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, nah. <laughs> let it, let it, let it go, Freebird. Um, yeah. So I, I, I had a couple of, uh... or oh, sorry, no, the, the flight back, the flight back. Let me just say, jacked up after our conversation about the Black Keys. Like I have a whole set list of Black Keys songs now. So you just like just... listen to the Black Keys all the way home. Basically, from the from nice. eight a.m. in the morning until like I didn't get home till ten o'clock at night. Eleven o'clock at night. Eleven o'clock at night. It was a brutal travel day, because. What I, time did I, your flight leave? Like my flight left at ten fifteen in the morning, which was fine, but I got to Toronto and I had a fucking six hour layover. Dude, you should have took the fucking <laughs> bus from Toronto. You would have got there faster. Uh, I did take the bus from Toronto. Oh, did you? Yeah, it was just six. It didn't show up till six hours after I landed. 
Oh, the busted. No. So I go through and I and I get to the other end uh, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll just find a bar and sit somewhere, have some lunch, and just wait for my my bus to come. Well, it turns out just like uh, you know, you can't smoke on the other end. Once you pass the whole you know arrival area, there's nowhere to drink. They're like, yeah, we used to have a bar, but uh, we don't anymore. COVID, COVID got it uh, shut down. And I'm like, so what? Yeah, there's, there's like no it shut pre- down. There's no like pre-security bar. Nope, nothing. And I didn't want Subway. I didn't want to sit there at a, like a Subway with a bunch of, you know, people traveling and all that. So I was like, fuck it. I'm in Mississauga. I've never been in Mississauga before. I'll just, I'll get in a taxi and I'll fucking go to a bar. There's got to be one like not far from here. So I go outside. I'm fucking stupid. So this tech cab driver comes up to me. He's like, hey, you need a ride? I was like, yeah, where are you? Can you take me to the nearest bar? He's like, no problem. Six minutes. I was like, six minutes? That's fucking great. That's awesome. I get in his cab. He puts my stuff in the back like a gentleman, hops in, starts driving away, and then he turns around and goes, $39. And I went, you motherfucking what? cunt. It was an airport taxi. That's why it cost me so much. So I went to this bar. I had a bunch of drinks. I, I, went, I, I went back to the airport, and on the way back, I took an Uber because I learned in Winnipeg that Uber is the way to go. Yeah. Um. And the Uber driver just was like, oh, no, don't ever take an airport taxi, man. How much did it cost you to Uber there? Like four bucks? Seven. Seven. Seven dollars. So I learned my lesson. Definitely learned my lesson. Um, (laughs) So it cost you like, oh, like $45 to go to the bar and back? Basically. Not not counting the drinks I had. Um, So it cost you like $345 (laughs) to go to the bar? No. No. Wasn't that bad? Wasn't that bad? Oh, I had no. some vodka crayons. I had I smoked like forty cigarettes because I, I knew that once I was on that and the bus ride, holy fuck! The bus ride there was fine because like it. I had my own. I had two seats, so I was able to kind of stretch my legs out and relax. No, I had some motherfucker sit beside me the whole fucking time. And then the lady, we stopped at a stop, and the lady got off. And then there's an open seat in front of us, and for fifteen fucking minutes after that, he just like continued to sit beside me and i'm like don't you want leg room too man don't yeah. you want to do you say something to him eventually i looked at him and said hey man either you gotta move up there or i'm gonna move up there because my knee is gonna fucking explode and he's like oh sorry man and he moved up like, um, oh my god just like not even aware of like no spatial anything bunch of fucking kids bunch of fucking kids going to queens so like anyway it was uh it was excruciating and got home and I just remember ordering a pizza and just passing the fuck out on my couch. 16-hour travel day, and I did not recover from that shit from like, till like, three days later. I felt like dog shit. Checks out. Checks out. This is brutally, brutally brutalness. But no, the brutally, Black, brutally. The, the, the Black Keys have become my favorite band now. I mean, they were, they were definitely, like, a, a, a band that I very much so enjoyed, but... After we Not all sat down and list. talked about them, like number one, I I listened to all the songs you guys had on your lists, including that Dan Arbach uh, solo album, um, and I just found other songs like Next Girl and She's uh, or Long She's Long Gone or, um, you know. All the all these like bangers that these guys have that I just did not know about for the longest time. Strange Times, that song just pounds. Oh yeah, that's a good song, man. 
Um, and I watched a couple of YouTube concerts that were fantastic. Definitely a band now that like, because one of the concerts was like their newest tour. And I'm just like, oh, okay, they're dads now. You can definitely tell like they're 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 like middle aged dads now because like they're they're still playing with the same like talent and it still sounds fantastic. But when you watch a concert from 2010 and Dan's like running around the stage and he's playing fucking wicked guitar solos and now he's just like in a fucking polo wearing the Blues Brothers sunglasses and just kind of not moving much, I was just yeah. like. Oh, he's definitely like they're 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 rock and rollers, but like he knows his he knows his limit now. Yeah, but no, it's probably fucking, he's probably not on like a bunch of coke. That's probably what it is. He certainly he certainly has the dad bod now, so like it, the the coke is definitely worn off. Yeah. Um, no, they're they're fantastic as we mentioned on the last show. But uh, okay, so like sticking with this uh, before we get into these James Bond movies, which by the way. Uh, we are five movies, or I guess now th- three movies away from being done. Yes. Yeah. You're you're 100% correct, because we started the Daniel Craig ones last time, and we are watching them in consecutive order. So we have watched Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace, and which now we have left... About. Yeah, which we're going to talk about. And then we have left Skyfall, Spectre... No Time to Die? Which, yeah, which I have not watched yeah. No Time to Die yet. Uh, I, I haven't either. Yeah, it, I'm excited. No. I'm excited. Me too. I, have, I, I am too. Uh, watching these I might just definitely... skip ahead and just watch it last just in case because I'm so excited because I made it this far and now I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm totally not going to do that. <laughs> that would be like, can you imagine if we get this far watching them saving that one to be the very last one and just like skip ahead? Nah, fuck it. <laughs> no, um. This is this is an exciting series because like Daniel Craig is like uh, he he okay well we'll start well, well let's let's talk about them let's let's do it I'll I'll save my dream stories for uh, for the end of the show because it's the Halloween edition of the show so we'll we'll end with some spooky oh um, yeah sure yeah I think I kind of, I think you kind of told me about one of them yeah yeah you're definitely a part of one of them that's for uh, sure looking forward to this um but Casino Royale is the first one we watched um. This is a film from 2006. It was Daniel Craig's debut as James Bond. 2006, but... eh? Yeah, man. Really? I saw this movie in the theater. I saw this in Dude, the theater. I'm so old. Yeah. I know. I know. Me too, man. Me too. So I saw this movie in the theater. Uh, this is, like I said, Daniel Craig's first run at James Bond. Um, this it was movie very is... controversial when he first yes. was going to play James Bond. And I, I remember that too. Even like I was in grade eleven, and somehow like really remember that. Well, just everyone couldn't get over the fact that he had blonde hair and blue eyes. And meanwhile, I'm like, are you kidding me? It makes him look like more of a steely killer. Yes. Yeah, he just like wasn't that stereotypical. Yeah. No, and it was a definitely a a grittier take on James Bond. Like this opening scene where he just kills, and like he basically gets his double O status by killing the henchman in the bathroom and then killing the guy at the desk and it's all black and white and like they they broke a lot of James Bond tropes with this with this one number one you didn't have the after the 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 lion roars you didn't have that that was after that scene after that opening scene right they went into the gun barrel scene for the first time with him yeah they had also like you didn't they went into that yeah yeah, and then they went into the the Chris Cornell song, "You Know My Name," 
which was the, the I think a really really great song for this uh, for this era of to start this era of James Bond. It's the same mm. director Martin Campbell as the guy who directed Goldeneye, so he has he's credited with starting two Bond franchises or two uh, different stars as Bond off in their opening uh, movies in the franchise. Um, and I think both times were a hit success. Like we talked about Goldeneye on uh, the not the I guess the Jagger's Eve episode. Um, yes. It was like, and we, we all seem to like that one. I, uh, maybe not all of us. Um, but this one, I think, arguably, is the best Bond movie there's ever been made. It's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. And I like, I think I told you too, like, it exceeded expectations. And maybe that's that's part of the reason why it is so good. You know, because everybody had these expectations of it not being that, and it turned out right. to be really good. So maybe everybody feels like, oh, man, so this is amazing, right? Um, but also I love how good the movie is when like, like 40% of it is playing cards too. Yes. Yes. Like there's a massive amount of like card playing in that movie, but like the way that it's filmed and the way that it's done, I'm not like, okay, like finish the hand already, you know, like, right. Um, so this, the, 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 I guess the premise of this movie is that this uh, this villain Lashif, uh is like a he's like a financier for for terrorists, and he 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 basically takes their money and tries to make them more money and 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 whatnot. And uh, what's amazing is like this is the Bond movie that really humanizes James Bond, but it also humanizes like this guy, this Lashif guy who's played by Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, really, really like the. This guy's just kind of like a regular dude. He's not sorry. He's not a regular dude. Obviously, he's a fucking. He's got one eye, and he's like <laughs> otherwise you know, he's a Bond villain. Besides all like like the the antagonist shit, he's a regular dude. But if, like if you think about like all the other Bond movies, like there's no space station, there's no like giant castle in Egypt, there's no anything like that, right? Like there, there's no big James Bond trope. And another thing is the the James Bond music, the the, the the traditional James Bond music, you don't hear in this movie until the end sequence. The entire other, the entire, the rest of the movie, the James Bond music is still like the opening scene, Chris Cornell composed music. Really? Yeah. If you, yeah, it's one thing that I noticed on this, this time around is that they, while I was watching it was, yeah, they didn't have that part until at the end of the movie. Interesting. I'd never noticed that before. That's really cool though. Yeah. Um, so Bond is essentially going after this uh, Lashif guy, um, and there, like you said, there's this big poker tournament in at Casino Royale, where they're trying to. I think the the pot is like five hundred thousand dollars or five hundred million dollars or some crazy. Amount yeah, of money. some ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, yeah, some ridiculous number. Uh, he meets this woman named Vester Vesper Vester Vespa. Vesper. Uh, Vesper Lind, who is essentially uh, sent giving him the money. She works for MI6 as well, I believe. Um, and she goes along with him. Which uh, he, and there's did, just like, did he know that the whole time? Yeah, I think he did, right? Well, like they meet on a train, and uh, they have this like interesting right. back and forth where they try to determine each other's personality just by looking at each other. Uh, there's right. this really funny, and what one of the funny parts is she talks about how. He, he's uh, he's got a perfect ass, but he um, 
he's too much of an egotistical guy for her to be interested in. And his response <laughs> is just, you, you noticed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's so many cool scenes in this movie. Like when he orders the drink, uh, he, he, the way he orders it, it sounds like the most delicious. It's not just vodka martini shaken, not stirred. Uh, and the way he, he gives every ingredient with it and it just makes you go like, God, that sounds like a good drink. Um, yeah. But one thing, I, and, and then there was a scene too where like he's asked as he's, uh, after he loses, uh, initially he loses this card game before uh, the char- a character who we've seen in other Bond movies, Felix Leitner from the CIA, fronts him more money to get back into this uh, poker tournament. Um, and no, there's a point where he, he loses and he's all pissed off about it. Yeah, he loses and, like all the money that she gives him, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And he's all pissed off about it and the guy comes up to him and he's like, would you like a drink? And he's like, vodka martini, shaking or stirred. And he's like, do I look like I give a damn? Uh, which I was just like, he's they break all the James Bond rules, but they do it so successfully. Like, all of the stuff that you we we think about when we think of James Bond, like Roger Moore's era, where we had like the 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 dad jokes and the the caddy sort of like ha ha ha, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and you know get with you. Like there's even a scene in this movie where he sleeps or he he, he goes after a woman, gets the information he ha- she or she has that he wants, and then leaves her unfucked. That's not James yeah. Bond. James Bond yeah. takes women left, right, and center, and again. It's done successfully. It's not done in a way where I feel like fans are would be pissed off watching this movie. It's a different take on James Bond, but it was it's one that worked in the modern era. Um, uh, the, the, another notable scene uh, after, so like he he plays or after he gets knocked out of the tournament, he comes back, and at this point, Lashif like poisons him, and he stumbles to his car. To get his defibrillator, because Which Bond's is always got to have conveniently enough built into the automobile. Yes, yes, of course. There's not even a cue in this movie. Like he's just got the gadgets without him. Anyway, yeah, so knows. Uh, Vesper comes out and, and defibrillates him after he fucking passes out. Um, and then after he gets himself all cleaned up, uh, he goes back to the fucking table and he sits down and he's like, "Oh, sorry." That last hand almost killed me. Ah, yeah, well, that's right. I love that. That was such a good James Bond joke. Um, but then as the card game goes on, he eventually beats uh, Lashif. Um, and like again, like Lashif has this weird eye, right? And he he like he tears blood out, out yes. that eye. Like it's it's weird. I don't know what that's all. But about. anyway, I don't either. Um. So there's this weird. Does that not scene ever come where, up again? Like, or is it just like this, I, this weird thing that happens? Here's the thing: is like this. This movie's like, um, it, it takes place over the course of like three. Like every traditional theater act or or movie has three big parts, right? You get the beginning, middle, and end, right? Whereas like this movie is like, like there, we get to a point where, um, we're at this at the point of the card game. That's like your second act of the movie. And after the card game's over, Lashif gets attacked in his hotel room by these, like, African warlords who want their money. And as they leave, they get into it with Bond and uh, Lind on the stairwell, which is just an incredible action sequence. (coughs) And he ends up killing both of them. 
she helps they cuddle in the shower uh and it's just a it's like you know again he doesn't fuck her he doesn't fuck her which was i think one of daniel craig's ideas was this scene was supposed to be the love scene and he came in and was like number one she needs to be wearing her dress in the shower because if she's so worried about the fact that she killed somebody she wouldn't have time she wouldn't be thinking about taking her dress off she would just get into the shower that's just human emotion right which i'm just like that's fucking genius that's fucking genius. Anyway, so I would have took my wake- dress off. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, eventually, Lashif kidnaps her, and he goes after her. Um, and he's like driving his car like fucking 120 down the fucking highway. And she's just all of a sudden in the middle of the road tied yeah, up. Yeah, she's just laying fl- in the road. And he flips his car like 32 times. Survives. Yeah. Survives. And then they take him into the torture chamber. But by the way, that whole like car rolling, smashing, like that's in my mind. I think that's one of the most memorable scenes in, in this movie actually. Because like yes. the amount of effort that they put into not only the quality of the, that whole accident was filmed. Right, like it looks so good, it but did. like how, yeah, like how how they made that car flip like that was pretty intense, and to get her to lay still like that without moving while the car was not just <laughs> oh! so, so, the then kidnaps both of them and takes them into this like torture chamber. Bond is naked, buck ass naked, sitting in a chair without a bottom. So as you can imagine yeah. as a male, your testicles are hanging low. Do and then he proceeds your... He proceeds to take a bull rope and just smash Bond's balls in. Like I remember sitting in the theater and there being a guy in the back row like Oh shit! No, stop it! <laughs> like, like it—it it was easily one of the fucking most disgusting torture scenes I've ever seen in my life. Just because you feel every single one of them. But the best part is Bond is making jokes. He's sitting there like he gets all close to him and he's like, "I want the password for the money," and he's just like, "The right, the right." He's like, "What do you mean?" I have an itch on the right. I want you to get it for me. And then he fucking smashes him again in the balls. He's like, no, no, no. I meant the left. The left. Yeah, it's fucked. And then, it's fucked. And, and then, like I said, this is the second act of the movie. And then this Mr. White comes in and just blows Lashif's head right off. Like, you, yeah. you're led to believe this is the main villain in this movie. And he dies at the end of the second act. Doesn't And Bond doesn't kill him either. So then... You Bond wakes up in this fucking hospital being all pampered. I'm just going to say this. Okay? Sorry. If I was in... I'm just going to say this. If I was, like, tied to a bottomless chair, right? And there was somebody about to whip me in the ball sack with, like, fucking literally anything, I would tell you, like, whatever it is you need to know. Like, immediately. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Like, I, it's just, like, there's no way I'm not even going to have you get even close to my ball bag with that thing. And he had to have known what was coming, too. Like, there's no way that you sit down in a chair without a bottom, buck-ass snake. The foreshadowing is done. Like, you know what's happening next. And Lashif, too. Like, he was so... The guy is such a good actor. 
Because he was so fucking evil. He's like, you've taken good care of your body. Too bad. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. But no, so like Bond wakes also, up. Also, what a backhanded compliment. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> you look so good. I'm going to bust your balls. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? So, he wakes up at this hospital and fucking at this point, like this, uh, this Vesper Lind has fallen in love with him. And uh, they're, they're. Yeah, now that his dick doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's, he's got to have no ego left. So they're they're you know they start sleeping together and they're in this hotel and he's he's putting his resignation into MI6 and uh, he uh, basically like M calls him and is just like when are you depositing the money the winnings and that's when he realized that this Vesper Lind has turned on him and he goes after her to get the money and she's trying to give it to Mr. White. And it just turns into a bunch of fucking chaos where they're in a building that starts collapsing into, like, a river. And uh, she, like, essentially, like, sacrifices herself because she feels, like, I guess that she betrayed him. I don't Which know she exactly. did. Yeah, she did. She Which did. She, she did, definitely did. did. Yeah. And, and, and Bond was very cold about it. He's like, whatever, the bitch is dead. But uh, the guy but who on the inside, he a... was all like, oh, no, she's dead. Exactly. Exactly. So, like... Um, then, and then of course the end sequence is, is him finding this Mr. White who was at the beginning of the movie he was one of the guys who connected Lashif and the African <coughs> warlords um, finds him shoots him in the leg and that's the first time you hear and he goes I'm Bond James Bond um, and that's when the movie ends and I'm giving this movie ten bags of popcorn because it is the, in my opinion, the best James Bond movie there is. I I like it better than that. I love Die Another Day. Don't get me wrong. I love it for all the wrong reasons though. Um, whereas this movie, I love it for all the right reasons. And I think this is the best. Yeah, I think this is the best one they ever made. I'm I I mean, I I have yet to watch the last one, so maybe I'll have a difference of opinion. And and I haven't watched uh, Spectre either, so. Skyfall I've seen in pieces, and that's our next destination. But before we get there, we have to stop. We have to stop, DK. A little stop called Quantum of Solace. I'm going to give it... I'm going to give oh, it... Oh, sorry, um, sorry. <coughs> that's okay. Uh, I'm still here. I'm going to give it... I was going to give it, uh, like, probably nine and a half bags of popcorn, or, like, nine bags of popcorn, because I feel like I don't want to give... I don't know. Like, I think I want to have one 10 out of 10. I don't know. Because I don't think I'll have... I don't think I'll have more than one 10 out of 10. I don't know. Uh, but I am, I'm really wanting um, No Time to Die to be a 10 out of 10 James Bond movie. Right. You know? So, yeah. Give it a 9. Perfect. Um, going into... Uh, going into... Quantum of Solace here. Sorry, I haven't. Ha I don't have it pulled up. So, Quantum. No, but I, I love how recently Solace. you've watched this movie. By the way, because it's been a like a hot minute since since I watched both of them, and I'm like, okay, what happened again? Who's this James Bond character? <laughs> right? No, I, I, 
I, I, this is a series that I like, or sorry, this, this particular like Daniel Craig series is one that I feel like I haven't given enough credit to. Uh, I initially was one of those people that was like, oh, blonde bond. Ugh, why, what is this guy? He, he might be the best. He might be the best. I, I'm going to save the final movie to, to really decide who I think was the best. And I certainly think at the end of this, uh, run, we should maybe do like a top five bond movies. And look back on our our journey through the uh, the series. Well, I don't know if you're you're game for that. Sure, I'd have to go back and read the plot summaries of most of them because there's a lot we've watched <laughs> a lot of movies. Uh, well, again, we don't we don't have to do that, but it's just an idea for the future. Certainly, uh, who's the best Bond? But um, yes, this oh, movie yeah. is this this movie is a direct sequel to Casino Royale. Like literally, it starts minutes after casino royale ends and uh now there's a lot that goes into this movie like like i was reading the development of both movies and and uh, getting back into some of the points about casino royale before i get into this like that was not a movie necessarily penned for him for daniel craig um that was a guy who i'm sorry pierce brosnan was the guy who everyone was writing for in fact um Quentin Tarantino was very aggressively pursuing working on on Casino Royale. Now, can you imagine Casino Royale as a Quentin Tarantino movie? Man, that would be interesting which way that that goes. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, because, like, would it be like every other Tarantino movie or would it be like Quentin Tarantino making a James Bond movie? I, that it's 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 something I guess we're always gonna have to wonder. Regardless, it didn't happen for him, and uh, the, the the director from the first movie was not brought back for this one. This was handed over to Mark Forster, who, um, well, I'll put it to you this way: like the development of this movie had some troubles. So in two thousand and eight, two thousand seven, there was a writer strike across America, and it led into basically the point where the bare bones of the screenplay to this movie were written. And that's all that they had before they started filming this movie. Um, because they could not hire a writer to write this movie. Uh, the most they could do was have Daniel Craig and the director work out scenes together. So you can imagine that this was a struggle to make. I remember hearing about that actually. Like, I believe that writer strike, like, because there was like quite a while when there's like wasn't new movies yes. and everybody was just playing the same movies in cinemas all the time. Um, this happened in 2007 slash 2008, but uh, basically, uh, it was de- like little I did said, we know we only had a few more good years left before things got really fucked up. Yes, um. Daniel Craig's quoted to saying, never again, but we did what we had to do. Yeah. Uh, and this movie, I, I like I, I, to go through the plot of this movie, I think is difficult because like this movie moved at like 120 miles per hour and it just didn't stop. Like to the point where the action sequences were just, as I said uh, to DK off air, just knees and knuckles. That's all you saw. There was he beat up four guys in an elevator when he was handcuffed, and you you didn't ever, you never saw him throw a punch. You just saw a bunch of elbows and knees and, and and knuckles and 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 then all of a sudden four guys were knocked out, and that's the yeah. whole fucking movie with these action sequences. Like in Casino Royale, they had this this chase scene, 
that Bond's chasing this guy, these guys, this guy over rooftops, and they're doing like crazy parkour and whatever. It was great. This well, this movie had none of that. And again, direct sequel, which I think hurt the movie a little bit. Because the plot of this movie is essentially Bond is still kind of holding this negative energy towards this uh, Vesper Lind. Uh, and meanwhile, the the reason that she, she, she saved his life by, um, you know, giving them, the person, the money. Like when, when Lashif was shot, um, this guy could have killed him too, but she bargained with him and said, we'll give you the money uh, if you let him live. So basically this whole movie is just Bond kind of figuring, not necessarily figuring that out, but like, because um, M mentions it right at the beginning of the movie, but essentially it's just like him dealing with it in in, in his like gruff sort of like <clears throat> sense. But the, the the plot of the movie is, um, he he is uh, he's sent to kill, uh, or sorry, he he's off to meet Camille Montez, who is um, a lover of an environmentalist entrepreneur, uh, Dominic Green. And he's green is essentially offering up, um, I guess. What is he? What is, what is, I'm not exactly sure what he's trying to do. That's the biggest, the biggest, one of the biggest plot lines in this movie is he's some sort of environmentalist and he's working with a bunch of bad dictators, but all he, he's getting, I don't know if he's giving them money for, um, like ridiculous amounts of barren desert land where they're trying to mine oil out of or something like that. But the director's approach to this was to try and make it like really real world. Like there's a scene in this movie where one of Bond's like one of the women who's sent to bring Bond back after he disappears looking for this guy um, is found covered in oil. Much like when we watched Goldfinger, he walked into the room and the woman's covered in gold. And the director's quote is that, well, oil's more valuable than gold now, so I really wanted that to hit the audience. And I'm like, I don't want an artsy-fartsy James Bond movie. Yeah, that was weird. Like, I, I, don't, I, don't, need the, I don't need your political opinions being pa- placed, or, like, pasted all over this <coughs> James Bond movie. It's also, <coughs> and not that I'm, like, complaining, but it was very short. Like, it was only, like, an hour and 40 minutes for a James Bond movie. So, it didn't like I said, it longer, moved though. at a... No, it didn't. But my, but I feel like if the movie had been had been a good movie, um, it, uh, it 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 could have used the extra twenty minutes. But no, so essentially, he's going after this Dominic guy. Like, like again, like this movie is just so all over the place that I, I guess I'll just get to the end fight sequence. They go to this big fucking like warehouse in the desert, and um, he's with a dictator, Dominic Green. He's giving him money for for like a, a, a absorbent amount of land. So yeah, like the the end of this scene or the ending scene is like they're in this big like warehouse in the desert. Dominic Green has got a bunch of money for this uh, this dictator who, by the way, the 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 main woman in this movie who Bond never fucks uh, because it's that's Daniel Craig's thing is he doesn't fuck women. Um. He, uh, or she, she, she's going after, she wants this dictator because he killed her family. So this whole movie is leading to this scene where she's fighting him in his, like, quarters. 
And uh, while the building is exploding because James Bond can't make an entrance without it turning into like a whole building going down, it seems like in this series, <laughs> every time he, every time there's an action sequence going on, there's just absolute destruction of every single like area that they're around. Uh, there's a point in one of the movies where he walks through, he runs through a fucking wall. It's amazing. But uh, it leads into this final showdown between uh, Bond and um, and this green guy where he's swinging an axe and uh, he ends up getting away from Bond for a minute and Bond just basically wants him and the, the, the damsel uh, in the movie get out. He uh, They follow this guy while he's running away in the desert and he just throws a can of motor oil at him and goes like, You'll walk three. You'll walk three miles in this desert before you'll drink that. And um, yeah, what's up with that? I, I, I don't. I don't know. I guess there's some really weird things that happened in this movie that was like I don't know. Yeah, like I, I don't know. This movie is. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. It's probably one of the worst James Bond movies I've ever watched. Like it gave me a headache to watch it. The action sequences were just like overdone and ridiculous and like not ridiculous in a sense because every James Bond movie has ridiculous act ridiculous action sequences but this is it was just it was the, the amount of camera cuts and all that like it just it felt so like unnecessary I don't know if they were trying to like I don't know if this was just a, something they were doing at the time but like I don't know I, I just I didn't enjoy it I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a uh Four bags out of popcorn. Yeah, I'm gonna be giving it the same. I'm gonna give it the same. Um, what well, wasn't good wasn't good, but which leads into our next films. We're gonna be watching Skyfall and Spectre at the uh, that should November be good. edition. Yeah, absolutely. Oh well, tell me, tell me, tell me your weird dreams. Okay, well, we'll start with the one I told you about. Uh, this is Halloweeny, so I don't know. It's just I just I'm in this like. What you imagine is like a, a ha like any hangar you've seen in any movie where they're like there's planes, so you're like it's you're in some airplane hangar and and we're just me and you me and you and my buddy Mick we're just running I don't know what we're running from at first but then somebody says it's a witch you have to escape the witch get away from the witch oh, and then this witch just comes out of nowhere terrifying as fuck kills the fuck out of my buddy Mick just like murders him <laughs> cold blood in front of us and then you take a fucking monkey wrench and bash this bitch's head in like like nothing like no, you, you were so offended that she killed my friend that you've never met that you 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 decided to put your life at risk and just kill this witch with a fucking flat wrench eh yeah with a flat wrench like this just that's it that's it and <laughs> and then i woke i woke up and it was one of the, it was one of those wake ups where it, like i was covered in sweat and I just kind of was like, ah! And it just like that, just the last scene with you just like dripping blood and this witch is fucking ah, 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 in the background. And I'm just like, oh my God, what the fuck was that? Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then I don't know if this dream this week came from the fact that I was, you know, gearing up to talk about more traveling stuff, but like, like, I had this dream that I was at the airport and I was trying to get somewhere. And we just came into this, like, and this was the sleep paralysis one, by the way. Uh, I was talking about it earlier. So, like, sleep paralysis for me is, like, I'll my mind will wake up, but my body doesn't and my eyes don't. So you can, 
like I've had girlfriends who have slept beside me and all of a sudden I'll be like, mm, mm, and that's me going through sleep paralysis. Is that like I'm trying so, to like so your open eyes wake up, but you, your eyes wake up, but you're still sleeping. No, no, my, I, you can't open. I couldn't. I can't open my eyes. I can't open my mouth. I I can't move my body, but I can feel myself trying to. Be awake. But I'm awake. That's fucking super creepy. fucked up. Yeah, it is. I don't like it. Every time it happens, it's just it's awful. It doesn't happen very often, but it does. I've been dealing with it since I was like a teenager. Um. So, I'm in this, like. I'm in an airport and I get to this like window and for whatever reason I like I'm thinking to open the window and 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 go out the window to get to like it's like a window that's like facing oops, it's like a window that's like facing uh, like a terminal so uh, so I'm like oh I gotta go there so I open the window and I try and like I guess slide out of it but I catch myself with my shoulders and my elbows and I'm trying and I'm just hanging there and there's a person on the right of me and there's a person on the left of me and I'm just screaming. And it's at this point in my dream where I'm starting to feel the sleep paralysis and I'm just thinking that I'm going to die. Like I'm just hanging there off this window ledge like this. Oh my God. So you're like waking up or yes. (sighs) As this is happening and it's just easily the most terrifying thing that uh, I think I've experienced this week Uh, with all that being this week. Yeah, this well, yeah, just this, in a this week. Happened. Like that sounds fucking it, terrifying. I had this dream like three nights ago. Jesus. Um. So yeah, that's that's just something. Some of the there's a nice Halloween story to leave off the, the viewers with. DK. You're kidding. Um. I it's been a slice. It has been a slice. It has been a slice. Um. Next episode, you can uh, expect that we're going to cover Spectre and Skyfall for the Bond films. <laughs> It'll be at the end of November. DK, we're going to talk about your birthday because your birthday is coming up. It's going to be yeah, I guess birthday. it is. It's I guess it is. With all that being said, if you want to find us on social media, just uh, you, you go on Twitter. You type in at WN Wallop. You could find us there. On Instagram, we are just simply WN Wallop. On Facebook, we are Wednesday Night Wallop. Look for myself and Kyle Joseph's name. You'll see uh, tons of posts, tons of episodes we post constantly. Um DK, if they want to find you on Twitter, where do they find you? Allegedly at DKWFP1. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at R-Y-A-M Sport Report. With all that being said, everyone have a happy Halloween. Safety to all of you. Don't eat any of that poisonous candy. Love, peace, chicken grease. Cheers, cold beers. You've been listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.